covering the crew all season long on WTMJ. It's Brewers Extra Innings. Now live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios in downtown Milwaukee at the Avenue. Here is your host, Dominic Catronio. Come on in, take a seat on the couch. There's no reason to worry. Brewers fall on this one 10-3. Just one of those blah games, you know? Kind of got out of hand in the middle innings. Freddie Peralta didn't have his A stuff, didn't even really have his B stuff today either. We'll talk about his start. Not many highlights to play from this one. Uh, Also, hopefully get an update on Gus Varland here during the show as well. That was a scary moment in the eighth inning. Getting a comebacker from Manny Machado. Looking at the replays, it's 105 miles an hour off the bat. And it might have brushed his shoulder before it deflected into his jaw and then deflected on a shortstop. So... I think, I mean, the way that he pulled out of the game as a precaution, obviously, but the way that they reacted to him, Scott Berenger, and everybody with the training staff out there on the mound, he was talking, there was no blood, they you know, kept feeling for the broken jaw, didn't look like it was there, it looked like all the teeth were intact too, so they maybe really dodged something very, very serious there. In fact, we're now out of the clubhouse from the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel's Todd Rosiak, X-Rays, on Gus Varland's jaw were negative. His hand actually deflected the ball, and that's what took more of the blow. And the Brewers fall on this one 10 to 3. Luckily, don't take a bigger injury in this one. Before we actually break down the game, we want to remind everybody of the update we got pregame today about Brandon Woodruff's MRI and the plan moving forward. He has a subscapular muscle strain, which is in your shoulder. Looks like it's going to be a month or two for Brandon Woodruff to even resume playing catch. This is not going to be a quick thing. The good news, though, when you hear that timeline, you're like, oh, no. The good news is it's not surgical. It's just rehab, it's rest, and letting him get going. And like I said in the pregame show today, you look at the calendar, it's April 15th. you got a lot of off days coming up. The Brewers are in a decent scenario. Not great. Now, when you're just thinking about filling innings, they're going to be okay. When you think about replacing Brandon Woodruff, now that's a whole different story. But it sounds like some patience is going to be required in waiting for Brandon Woodruff to join the Brewers' rotation again moving forward this season. Uh, it's a tough blow. Every team goes through injuries. That is a fact of the matter. But you've got Adrian Hauser on the way back. Bryce Wilson has shown that he can go give you length. Jansen Junk is already on the 40-man roster, and he can be brought back up to the big leagues on a moment's notice. And Colin Ray is going to stay this time through the rotation. He gets the start on Tuesday against the Mariners. So the Brewers are in a spot they can prepare to absorb the innings, but of course not the impact of Brandon Woodruff, the caliber of player that he is losing him for an extended period of time. But the good news is is that it is not surgical for the repairs for Brandon Woodruff. Bruce Fall on this one, 10-3. A lot of opportunities. That was the common theme on Twitter today. They had a lot of opportunities and could not quite cash in. But, hey, that happens. They left 11 runners on base. They were just 2-for-12 with runners in scoring position uh, in this one after going 5-for-15 yesterday. Look, you're going to have games like this. There's there's no need to overreact. I think the bigger story in this one, I mean, they had great at-bats against Seth Lugo and could not get the hit against him. And then the bullpen shined for the Padres today. They did not allow a run in their five and a third innings today. Great work out of them. 
Brent Honeywell looked really, really good to lock down that rally that was forming and then dissipated for the Brewers. So we'll break down that a little bit coming up later on. Craig Kishon will be our co-host today. He's wrapping up his television duties as we speak. So we're going to take a quick breather. We're only with you until 7.30 tonight. A quick post-game show today given, well... Wasn't really a fun game to talk about. So we'll take our first break here on Brewers Extra Innings. The Brewers fall by a final of 10-3 to and get you ready for tomorrow's contest as well before Craig joins us. And a reminder, tomorrow we will be on 94.5 ESPN Milwaukee due to the conflict with the Bucks playing tomorrow at the same time. So the Bucks will be here on WTMJ. We will slide over to our sister station, ESPN 94.5 FM, ESPN Milwaukee. So we'll remind you throughout the show here. Uh, remind you on social media tomorrow if you're listening in for Josh and for Lane tomorrow. Reminder, 94.5 tomorrow and uh, throughout the Bucks postseason if there are conflicts throughout the next month or two. So take our first breather here of the show. We're with you until 7.30 on Brewers Extra Innings. Now more Brewers Extra Innings presented by Fifth Third Bank on WTMJ. Rolling along, this is Brewers Extra Innings. The local Milwaukee team, Fifth Third Bank, also knows how to hit it out of the park. They've been serving businesses in the area for nearly 15 years, offering industry-specific expertise and local decision-making capabilities to help your business succeed. This is commercial banking value only Fifth Third can deliver. Fifth Third Bank National Association member FDIC. We're going to head to the hotline here real quick, 855-616-1620. Again, 855 855- 616-1620. Josh tweeting in or uh, texting in earlier. Due for a challenge, and they got one today. Too much two-out damage done by the Padres. Yep, their first five runs were all scored with two outs and too many scoring opportunities squandered by the crew. And thank goodness Varlin Dodge could have been a really ugly injury. Thanks for the text, Josh. Also want to get to the hotline here. James on the south side calling in. James, what's on your mind today? Well, a couple things. Uh, one is, uh, what do you think if... Uh, Jackie Robinson hadn't uh, been uh, 75 years ago, uh, came into baseball. What? How do you think baseball would be now? Uh, with, with that, I would hope the country would wake up by that point. Um, but Jackie Robinson is far from the only historic uh, black f- figure in baseball to have made an impact on the game. I, I look at Satchel Paige, who may have been the greatest pitcher who ever pitched, uh, never even really got the chance to show his prime in big league baseball. I would have hoped that he would have made it into the show at least two. But, uh, you know, it, baseball yeah. and America obviously share a very similar history with civil rights, and we still got a long way to go, but it, it's definitely yeah. a better place now than when he well, found other, it, for sure. The other question hey, the other question I have is how come the Brewers didn't use the rest of those players they had? They were bragging about they had a lot of right-hand players or players that they could use uh, later in the game there. Why didn't they put them on in? Uh, they did. You know, if they if they were behind uh, like they were today, why, why couldn't they put the next next person up and, uh, and made a better game out of it? Well, I mean, you lose some games, James. It's not a big deal. But they, did, they brought in Owen Miller to pinch it. They brought in Mike Brasso to pinch it. Uh, then you had you know, the, the rearrangement of the defense as well. So, uh, not not freaking out about that at all. I mean, you you lose games. It was a blowout too. I mean, it was eight to three at that point, and they were just trying to create something. And sometimes you lose. But but I do appreciate the call there, James. Brewers fall in this one by a final of ten to three. But look, they're still ten and five on the young season. It's a great start. We're not even technically ten percent, one tenth into the season yet. And if you string together nine more fifteen game segments like this. 
I mean, that's flirting with 100 wins. So this is a heck of a start. I don't think anybody expects this team to flirt with 100 wins, to be completely honest. But the fact is, it's in there. And another thing that I want to point out right now with the Brewers, and I talked about this with Jeff Cirillo in yesterday's postgame, is the fact that the rookies are going through it right now. The rookies are learning what it takes to be a big leaguer. And you're seeing Garrett Mitchell start to struggle a little bit. You've seen Joey Weimer struggle a little bit. Not on defense, though. Uh, Bryce Terang had a couple of knocks today, which was good to see. But this is that gut punch. This is that speed bump that everyone in baseball knows comes for rookies. There's always a moment where it's like, all right, now the league has made the adjustment to you, so it's your turn to make the adjustment back to the league. And that's part of growing up in live development that you see on a nightly basis with the Brewers playing so many rookies. They have more hits from the rookies than anybody else in baseball. And when you think about that for a second, having more hits from rookies than anybody else in baseball on a team that's expected to compete, that's pretty crazy and a lot of trust for the Brewers in their farm system and what they have coming. I, I still, I've said it all offseason long, and I'm still sticking to it here you know, 15 games into the season. This season's Brewers are just like last year's Cleveland Guardians. A lot of young guys, a lot of at-bats by rookies, a great pitching staff is the anchor of it, and see what happens throughout the rest of the year. You know, Cleveland won their division last year kind of by surprise. Everyone thought it was going to be the White Sox or the Twins who made the sexy offseason moves. You look at this division, everyone thinks it's going to be the Cardinals after they signed Contreras. I just don't think it's that set in stone. There is going to be a shift, too. There's going to be a week where the Brewers go 1-6 and six and the Cardinals go 5-2 and two and things flip. Okay, so this is a long season. There's no sense in overreacting to one loss. They still have a chance to win a series against the team that's the favorite to win the NL West tomorrow. Yes, you Darvish is on the mound. We can talk a little bit more about that coming up when Craig Kishan joins us here when he's done with his job. But the Brewers are still in a very good spot. They can move forward with this West Coast swing. The Mariners might be a little bit vulnerable right now, too, so they're catching them at a good time coming up in this midweek series as well. So 855-616-1620 if you want to text, if you want to call, 855-616-1620. Craig Kishon's going to join us in just a little bit. We're with you until the bottom of the hour. This is 620 WTMJ. Brewers fall on this one by a final of 10-3. to 3. I'm Dominic Catronio. Craig Kishan is going to join us in just a little bit. It's time now for Who's Hot and Who's Cold, brought to you by Cider Heating and Cooling. Trust in your family's comfort at home with Cider Heating, Plumbing, and Electrical. Cider's highly trained technicians provide a one-stop shop for all home and business comfort needs, including an emergency service line that's always live. Get peace of mind by scheduling maintenance today with Cider Heating, Plumbing, and Electrical. That's Cider, S-E-I-D-E-R dot com. Again, we're with you to the bottom of the hour today. Brewers falling 10-3. to Not a lot to highlight in this one, but let's get to a hot. How about Victor Caratini? His first career four-hit game today. Four for four. All four hits are singles. That was great stuff from him. Uh, who's cold? Well, it was a weird day from Freddie Peralta. I'll say his slider was cold today, specifically the slider. He wasn't getting the swings and misses on it. He only got one whiff on that pitch today. Uh, just a weird one for him. So that's who's hot and who's cold, brought to you by Cider. I'm Dom Catronio, pleased to be joined by Craig Kishon now here on Brewers Extra Innings for a couple of segments as we roll along. Uh, Craig, look, I just talked to a uh, – you had a text come in, had a caller come in, just, you know, how do you react? Should they have played more? Like, hey, it's a loss. You know, it's – so we're gonna get we're gonna get Craig's mic hot here in just a second. So stay with us. It's 
2023. There's a lot of stuff to, to figure out in this world, but uh, Evan will get in my ear when we get Craig on the line. But I, I, I look at this, and I think that the Brewers, I mean, it was really an 8-3 to three game. Javi Guerra got put in a really tough situation there in that eighth inning. Come in ice cold after Gus Varlin got hit. Your adrenaline's going nuts. You're trying to figure out what to do next. And then, you know, the Brewers had opportunities. There's no doubt about that. And they had an opportunity to take this game away from the Padres. They did not, obviously. But the way I look at it, 11 runners on base, left on base. They were getting opportunities. And as long as you continue to get opportunities, good things will eventually happen. Uh, I want to check in. Do we do we have uh, Craig yet, Evan, or should I take a breather for you to get a chance to get him on? All right. So we're going to take a breather here real quick. Uh, we got a we got plenty of time here on the show as well. I want to make sure we get Craig Kishan's thoughts on this one while we have the chance. So we're going to take a break. Come back. Hopefully we'll have Craig Kishan on the other side. Stay with us. Brewers Extra Innings. You're listening to Brewers Extra Innings, presented by Fifth Third Bank on WTMJ. 10-3 loss today for the Brewers. They did manage 12 hits despite the defeat. San Diego also had 12 hits, but they drew six walks. Not very Brewers pitching staff-like. I'm Dom Catronio. Now we have Craig Kishon here on the line. Craig, what jumps out to you about this one? I mean, it, I was explaining to a caller earlier, hey, it's just a loss. It's no big deal. But there's always things that you can break down, good and bad. What's the? What are a few things that jump out to you about this one today? Well, I think, you know, for me, the most obvious one is the uh, the two-out uh, RBIs that the Padres were able to produce here in this one. And, and the, the five against Peralta with, I mean, think about this. There's two out, nobody on in uh, all the cases here where they ended up scoring their five runs. So, you know, you look at that and you're like, wow, that, I mean, that just does not happen very often, especially – you know, when Freddie is, um, you know, 100% and doing, you know, doing as well as he had to start out the first two games of the season and stuff. So um, that stands out, uh, you know, the fact that uh, the Brewers had a good start in the first inning and, you know, it was a race so quickly. That hasn't happened, you know, a lot, if any, uh, this season as well. Um, you know, those stand out to me. And then individually, you know, Cronenworth, uh, a huge game, you know, you you hate to have one guy beat you, but it sure seemed like this guy came through. He came through, you know, early in the in the in the game in the first inning. Uh, had that home run that broke the tie in the fifth, and then to me, you know, the backbreaker in the seventh inning, his second home run, you know, extended that lead out to eight three. You feel like you're you're still in a game even in your last three outs if you're only down three runs, and uh, he made sure that didn't happen here in this one. So. Uh, I guess off the top of my head, a few of those are, are the things that stand out. I really agree with that second Cronenworth homer being the backbreaker. I had a couple tweets earlier in the game asking when his first homer was hit, why didn't they bring in Hobie Miller at that point? But you described it perfectly. Like This was a rally that formed out of nowhere. I mean, it was a nobody-on-two-out rally again for the third time, and you've got to be able to trust Freddie Peralta to get the job done, and you know you're going to face that meat of the order, those lefties again, so you would like to hope to save Hobie for that situation. It was a very rare mistake and a very rare bad outing for Hobie Milner today. Guys make mistakes. Guys have losses. That's why you play 162 of these games. Uh, But you bring up Freddie not being as sharp. I mean, only three total whiffs 
on his breaking ball today. One on the curve, uh, excuse me, two total whiffs on the breaking ball. One on the curve and one on the slider. He gave up four hits on the slider today as well. Just not himself with that pitch. And I, I like to say, look, there's always stuff to find. There's always stuff to look for. Some days it's just not your day, and it's in front of everybody on a Saturday in 42,000, and that's life. You, you flush it and you move on. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you, you just have to, and and um, uh, certainly this. You know, I I was saying this on our on our post game show on TV. It's funny how yesterday's game was an eleven to two Brewer victory, and this was a ten to three Padre victory. But um, you know, on paper, you see the scores, and you say, well, well, those are two blowout wins. I felt Friday night was a blowout win for the Brewers. I didn't feel like that was a competitive game at all. I felt like that was all Milwaukee. Today, I felt completely opposite. It was a little longer game, uh, but it didn't mean it wasn't competitive, and it didn't mean the Brewers didn't have ample opportunities to score some runs here in this game. I mean, for a team that loses 10-3 to and never got retired one time in a 1-2-3 manner, um, you know, while the game was on the line, not even in the, in the ninth inning when Telez drew the two-out walk. Um, they had traffic. They just weren't able to cash in. So you, you feel like, okay, there's just going to be some games where everything's kind of lumped into this. You couldn't get that final out, you know, how many times, multiple times. You, you know, you couldn't come through later in the game, you know, when the game was still on the line. Just all those things, uh, no matter who it was, it was not a Brewer pitcher day, that's for sure. It was. It was just one of those days you flush it and you move on. We're going to talk about a little more breakdowns of this one. We're going to pick our difference-making moment of the game coming up after the breather. Craig Council and highlights to come after that as well while we still got Craig Kishon on the line. Stay with us. 855-616-1620. A, a text coming in here from Doug. Not that it mattered, but why bring in a guy who has bad control problems at a time like the eighth inning? That was bound to happen. Well, you, you answered your own question at the start of it, Doug. Not that it mattered. It was 8-3, to three, an impossible spot to figure out, and it's 8-3. to three. You know, you, you go to the bottom of the of the totem pole there, and Javi Guerra was the guy up, and they wanted to save Strezlecki and save their guys for tomorrow what could be a series victory. So no need to overreact to it. Uh, we'll talk about more of this loss 10-3 to three, coming up after this. You're listening to Brewers Extra Innings, presented by Fifth Third Bank on WTMJ. 10-3 loss today in San Diego. Back at it, same time, same place, 3-10 tomorrow. Central time, we'll be on 94.5 ESPN Milwaukee tomorrow for our postgame show since the Bucks will be playing playoff basketball here on WTMJ. I'm Dom Catronio. We still got Craig Kishon with us for one more quick segment here, Craig. This is now the difference-making moment of the game, brought to you by Annex Wealth Management. Annex Wealth Management is different, not driven by commission sales or not by pushing financial products you may not actually need. For elite, comprehensive financial planning customized to who you are and what you need, contact Annex Wealth Management. Know the difference, AnnexWealth.com. Uh, there's a lot of directions. I, I look at, you know, when you lose by by A7, it there's a couple of different defining moments. For me, the defining moment, the difference-making moment in this game was actually in the fifth inning when Brian Anderson grounded into a double play on a 3-1 pitch against Stephen Wilson. The Brewers had a rally forming. 
They were still, you know, they had just left the bases loaded in the previous inning, thought they were going to chance to get right back to it. Instead, they exited that inning tied, and then they took the lead in the bottom of the fifth uh, from the Padres did for good. What was your difference-making moment of the game, Craig? Yeah, that that was definitely a good one. Uh, and I'll take the bottom half of that, uh, that inning in the fifth for the Padres when uh, there were two down, uh, nobody on, and Nelson Cruz is down. Uh, well, he started out 0-1 and then – uh, fouls a ball off his foot to make it an 0-2 pitch and took a long time uh, while he writhed in pain to get back in the batter's box. And, uh, you know, this guy's been around and seen everything a million times because he's 72 years old. Just kidding. Uh, <laughs> but then next pitch, he you know, he, he's able to uh, get a, a hard hit base hit uh, to left field, and then Cronenworth comes up and hits the first of his two home runs, but that broke the tie five to three right there. And I'm like, are you kidding me, Nelson Cruz? Are you kidding me? But no, he's not, and you shouldn't be surprised. So that, that'd be my turning point. Yeah, that, that's fair enough. There's not much else to say in a 10-3 loss in this one. As we look ahead while we got you again, you'll be joining us tomorrow after the game as well. Sunday, probables, two really good pitchers, Wade Miley and you, Darvish. The Brewers and Wade specifically, do you think, will be successful if they do blink? What does Wade need to do against this Padre lineup? Well, uh, somehow he's got to continue to keep this ball on the ground and get back to, you know, how the Brewers were able to pitch to these, you know, really tough, tough lineup that the, you know, the Padres are going to present one more time tomorrow. But they, you know, they were good you know, against uh, against these hitters in in games one and two of this series. And they're going to need more of that uh, out of Wade Miley here. And, of course, then you flip it over to you on, on the other side for you, Darvish. You know, he's, what, how many pitches do you have, Dom? Like seven, eight, nine pitches? I mean, his sequence is unbelievable. So uh, somehow the Brewers are going to, you know, have to be smart and figure it out offensively and, and get the key hits tomorrow they didn't get in tonight's game. Yep, just 2-for-12 with runners in scoring position in today's loss. That's Craig Kishon, analyst on Valley Sports Wisconsin, and our analyst here on Brewers Extra Innings. Thanks for the time, my friend. We'll chat again, chat again tomorrow. Okay, Dom. Thanks, man. All right, Craig Kishon joining us. We'll listen to Craig Council and get you some highlights from this one. Brewers fall 10-3. to This is Brewers Extra Innings. Now, more Brewers Extra Innings presented by Fifth Third Bank on WTMJ. Brewers fall 10-3. They still are 10-5 for their record this season. Let's hear from the skipper, Craig Council. Nothing, no fractures. Um, hit him in the, the right hand worse, um, and then got his hand up, and then it glanced off his jaw. Um, but the, for the back of his right hand probably got the worst of it. Um, but uh, x-rays were negative, um, and, he, and he's doing well. Did they have to extra hand in? No, they just extra his hand. That's a scary moment out there, huh? 105 off the bat. Yeah, I mean, he probably got his hand up just in time. Yeah. What about with Freddie today and just the, the two-out damage that they were able to get off Yeah, I mean, I thought, you know, maybe just a little over-amped in the first inning almost. Um, you know, we got two quick outs. They did a nice job uh, putting together a rally. Um, you know, after the first two hitters to, to collect three runs, they got a little swing and bunt to extend the inning and just put some base hits together. So that you know, give them some credit. Um, I thought he, I thought he really, really settled in, and 
I thought he pitched well the rest of the game. You know, it was unfortunate for the Cronin with Homer because I thought he I thought he started the pitch really really well. Um, and that was that was a big swing of the bat, obviously. If there was a second lefty in your pen, is that a spot where it might come into play? Or that's that's a ridiculous question. That's ridiculous. Just because of the way he was throwing the ball. Our, we got our. This is our team, Adam. This is our team. You guys were able to get out to that two-run lead in the first inning again, third day in a row. Were you able to get those yeah. early runs? Uh, but it wasn't much after that. Um, just kind of. No, we got we got men on base. Uh, we just you know we, we we just missed the next hit for the rest of the game. Really, um, you know we created a lot of traffic. Um, it was just a day, you know. Brian hit into a you know a sharp ball into a double play. Um, you know we got first and second a couple innings. Um, you know just just couldn't uh, just couldn't get that next hit today with with men on base and we had bases loaded. Um, so multiple innings with with guys on just missing the next hit. Good to see Winker sort of have impact right off the bat. Yeah, that's, I mean after sitting out for for a couple days, um, felt like he had good at bats and ready to go. Yeah. Is there a chance he's out tomorrow and then kind of get back in a regular routine, or do you think? Uh, no, I think he's good to go. I mean, the fact he's DH and I think helps out here. What about Vic and his four hit? Yeah, I mean, four really sharply hit balls. So I mean, it's impressive. Um, you know, our guys kind of on the bench have done a really nice job, just feeling like they're having quality at bats and staying sharp, even though they're not uh, not playing a lot. With Garrett late, Craig, is that a tough spot for a guy? Who's, I mean, he hasn't been pitching his whole life. Probably hasn't had many instances where he's come in cold. Yeah, I mean it's you know I mean it's yes I mean it's tough but we got to throw strikes um, and so you know we still we still need to throw strikes. Yeah, it's always tough. Like uh, Doug texted in a little bit ago, it's tough no matter what kind of pitcher you're throwing in there, whether it's a guy that is ready to go or it's not. It's very very sudden. Let's get to the highlights in this one. Short lived highlights, of course, but. It got out to a quick start for the Brewers. Once again, the first inning run striking for the Brewers, starting with Jesse Winker back in the order. Lugo's 2-1 pitch, and Winker rips it down the right field line. That's going to drop in there for a base hit. Extra bases for Winker. Yelich is being waved around third. Here's the relay to the plate, and Yelich slides in there with the left hand safely. Jesse Winker with an RBI double, and the Brewers take a 1-0 lead. Lane Grindle's call there. Yelich ran around the bases in 10.27 seconds. A ridiculous time for him to make it around. So it's 1-0 Brewers. Then with two outs and two strikes on Brian Anderson, back against the wall, didn't matter. 0-2 pitch to Anderson, and it's a line drive into right center field. That's down for a base hit. Winker will score. It's an RBI single for Brian Anderson, and the Brewers with a 2-0 lead. They made Seth Lugo throw 62 pitches in the first three innings of this one, but they weren't really able to get much more against him aside from a bases loaded hit by pitch by Jesse Winker. In the bottom of the first, though, the Padres had responded with two outs, RBI singles from Nelson Cruz and Jacob Cronenworth. They added another RBI single in the second to make it 3-2 Padres with the lead. Then the, the hit by pitch by Winker would tie things at three. Then things started to spread out in the fifth inning. A two-run homer from Jake Cronenworth made it 5-3. to three. Then things really became unhinged later on in the seventh inning. A sack fly by Nelson Cruz and the Crone zone once again. Runner at first is Bogarts and Cronenworth has driven in three. 2-0 pitch. Hit in the air into center. Backing up Mitchell. Back onto the track. Turning around. It's gone. 
second home run of the day, Jake Cronenworth. Not only was it his first multi-homer game, it was his first six RBI game as well. Cronenworth carries the Padres to a 10-3 victory over the Brewers. Game four of the series tomorrow. We'll wrap up the show coming up after this. You're listening to Brewers Extra Innings, presented by Fifth Third Bank on WTMJ. Wrapping up the show now as we look ahead to Sunday. You Darvish, Wade Miley, 310 Central Time, the first pitch. And once again, we'll remind everybody all day, tomorrow starts the uh, – Conflict season, if you will, between the Bucks and the Brewers. So Bucks playoff basketball will be here on WTMJ. We will slide over to our sister station, 94.5 ESPN Milwaukee, 94.5 FM. And uh, throughout the postseason, we will be sliding back and forth depending on the day and the time. Then the Brewers will continue their West Coast trip after tomorrow. Three more up in Seattle before an off day coming up on Thursday. Uh, you can expect those games late night once again. It'll be 8.40 first pitches both Monday and Tuesday, and then another 3.10 to wrap up the trip on Wednesday. Then they're finally back home for nine games in 11 days. Red Sox, Tigers, and Angels coming to town as interleague play. Big stretch coming for the Brew Crew. 10-3 the final today. Thanks to Craig Kishon. Thanks to Evan Wittalison, our producer. I'm Dom Catronio. Until next time, keep on swinging.